0: Live on the Mule Sports Network, it's Muhlenberg Boys Basketball. Brought to you by MikeDragosports.com. The best high school sports coverage in Burks, the new Birdies Inn at 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter, and Lancaster Full Service Painting. Now to the broadcast booth. Here are your announcers Ryan Linaweaver and Chris Zeiner.
1: Here at Burks Catholic for the. Uh... Jerry Gallup media group here. It's like we never left (laughs) because they were here last night. I've been here two nights in a row. Jerry's been here two nights in a row Mm -hmm. and tonight the undefeated Burks Catholic Saints take on your Muhlenberg Mules come in looking to climb atop Burks 1 here this evening and meanwhile you have Burks Catholic who does sit atop Burks 2 they do side by Uh, let's try that again do so by virtue of beating Exeter last night, mm-hmm. doing so fairly handily. Exeter, their first loss of the Burks two season. Uh, but for Burks Catholic, yeah, they've been ripping off wins left and right. And last night was an eight point victory against the Eagles. Yeah, and I mean,
2: I was listening into the game last night. Shout out to my uh, dad, who is the announcer there. I'm not uh, shouting him out. <laughs> I am. I'm going to. Every single time. Darren's He's not Ziner. my dad. He's not yours. He's not my real dad. But uh, yeah, it, it was a good game. I mean, Exeter was putting up a late rally, and Burks Catholic shut that down. And that's what happens when you go down by a little bit, and you just can't pull up that
1: pull that back by a good team. Yeah, Exeter put in 27 points in the fourth quarter, and even that wasn't enough. Yeah, they got off to a really slow start. Both teams really did. Uh, it was only 11-7, to Burks Catholic over Exeter, after the first quarter. And then Burks Catholic dumped in 23 in the second. got Extended that four-point margin to 16. It was at 17 by the end of the third quarter. And, yeah, it was just too little too late for Exeter. They did do a fantastic job. Kevin Sands had 10 points in the fourth quarter for the Eagles, so... Uh, they, they gave it everything that they had. They're still a team trying to find themselves without Anthony Cacchese, without Big Dog there in the middle, or with Big Cheese, I should say, in the middle. Uh, no, I just have that uh, Tiger Woods meme stuck in my head <laughs> where it's just him going up like half slosh, <laughs> just a uh, Big Dog. <laughs> I laughed at every single one of those memes the other night. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, they're still a team trying to find themselves. Still a very good team. Like I said, Kevin Sens with 29 points. Uh, Kelsey and Garvin both with 10. But just wasn't enough because they were going up against the McCoy brothers who finished uh, with a combined 31 points, 14 rebounds. Uh, Kingston had 15. Josh had 16. Uh, both of them have some work to do with the line. They finished 9 of 20 overall wow. uh, between the two of them. Kingston especially was 3 of 9. And that was a large part of what, contributed towards that fourth quarter rally is just their inability to hit free throws down the stretch. But they get to live tell the tale. Parker 9 also 15 points. He had three threes out of uh, Berks Catholic seven last night. If there was one thing that Berks Catholic struggled with last night, it was actually defending the three as Exeter had Mm -hmm. ten of them. Five by cents. Especially
2: them. Exeter shoots really well around the arc with some of their uh, smaller guys. They don't have the biggest lineup. It's going to be tough. If BC can't come out and defend the perimeter against this Mules team, it's going to be really tough for BC to be able to pull away because Mielenberg knows, we've seen it before, they love if they're open, they're going to shoot the three. They have the confidence. Shamar Killens definitely is going to have that confidence coming into this game. He dropped 29 against Redding. Uh, so you yeah, know we're gonna get to that. Oh yeah, I know. But I just I had to get to it. That's crazy. <laughs> That's a career high for him. And especially against Reading, I mean, we're not. They've always been good. And yeah, they're a little bit younger. They don't have the talent that they once did. But still, it's Reading.
1: Yeah, let me tell you, the Muhlenberg, uh, you know, boys basketball team, they got up to play for Reading, and hopefully they keep that same energy here tonight. This is not a stretch of their schedule where they can afford any type of letdown really, because this arguably is going to be their toughest part of the schedule. Once they finally start getting into Burks 1, you're like, okay, now you're going to start playing better teams. And one of them is Redding High, who they ended up beating by 13. And again, we'll dive into it then. But you do have Burks Catholic here, who is undefeated in Burks 2 here this evening. Could potentially be uh, BCIAA playoff implications. Could potentially see each other in the playoffs uh, with how they end up getting ranked. But I mean, that's a couple months down the road, but Berks Catholic this evening, you have Exeter on Monday, then you have Twin Valley, Mifflin, Wilson, Daniel Boone, and then finish at Reading High on February the 6th. So this is a very tough portion of the schedule between Reading High and Berks Catholic. I mean, this was kind of murderer's row when you looked at it, Mm -hmm. and that has held true through the first half of the season. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, especially with these mules, but... Coach Flowers is just doing an amazing job with these gentlemen. I mean, they're not afraid to finish at the rim. They're not afraid of putting someone in the paint and taking a charge or getting down and dirty and trying to dive for that ball. The hustle's there. The intensity's there. The fire's there. They want to win. They want to go to the playoffs. They want to win. And that's that's the mentality you have to have coming into this
1: game, especially against an undefeated team. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that one of the largest portions of why the Mules took down Redding High and did so pretty succinctly there, especially in that second overtime. Uh, was just free throw shooting. 32 out of 39 attempts. Good golly. Kyle Archie, 10 of 10. Shermar Killens, 10 of 13 from the stripe. Jaden Kantner was 8 of 10 for his 19. So, I mean, these guys were getting to the line. They were being aggressive. They were getting into the paint, drawing personals and getting to the stripe for freebies.
2: And that comes into not being afraid to get in the paint like I was talking about earlier. This team, especially if you have size down low, they don't care. They will get physical. They will play their type of ball. Their type of ball is we're going to get into your face until you show us where the cracks are and we will profit off of that. And that's how this team has been so well-rounded this year and that's how they've been able to progress so well through these tough teams and these tough challenges that they keep rising to.
1: They will have that opportunity here this evening. But, again, that win against Reading was something. Shermark Killen's a new career high, 29 points. Alex Kayato with 24. Jaden Cantner with 19. And Kyle Archie with 13 leading the way. So, four players in double figures. And let me tell you, some nights you're hard-pressed to find one player in double figures and an embarrassment of riches for the Mules uh, going up against Reading High and pulling away with that victory in second overtime. And really... It was a coaching strategy that really made the change. Matt Flowers talked post-game, and he talked about how they went from a 3-2 zone to more of a 2-3 because they were killing them with the drive. They were getting past their outside defenders. So rather than actually protecting the outside of the paint, they were actually getting into the paint a lot more easily. So to counter that, they went to a 2-3 zone. Redding couldn't figure out what the heck just hit them, and they struggled down the stretch 15-2 in that overtime stanza. Second overtime stanza, I should say for Muhlenberg's 87-74 victory. Again, their eighth victory of the season, improved them to 3-1 and in Burke's play. And, hey, they're going to have an opportunity here tonight to make some hay. Burke's Catholic, one of the better offensive teams in the entire league. Exeter is actually the best at mm-hmm. 72 points a game. Uh, Burke's Catholic right behind them at just over 65 points a game. Their average margin of victory is over 18 points per game. Uh, Muhlenberg averaging about a 9-point margin of victory. Uh, just uh, about a point behind them in points for, but it's the points against. There's an eight-point slippage there between Muhlenberg and Burks Catholic, uh, where BC has the advantage. But ultimately, this is probably the best game that you're going to witness in Burks, and the crowd certainly shows that as well. It is packed. It is packed. Not quite as packed as uh, last night. There were actually a whole bunch more people sitting in the uh, seats up where we are on the stage. Yeah. But... uh, yeah, two back-to-back nights here for Burke's Catholic, where they really just get to go and ball out in front of their home crowd. It's got to be quite something special for them. Burke's Catholic, well wind with uh, Armani Dominguez, Parker Nine, Kingston McCoy, Josh McCoy, and Brady Altamar as their starters. The Saints. With a bit of roster turnover from last year, you weren't quite sure where some of the, well, you kind of knew where the scoring was going to come from. It was obviously the McCoys, but it was how did you fill in the remaining three parts of that lineup, and we knew that Parker 9 would be one of them, and this is one of the benefits of covering Burks Catholic all year last year (laughs) that I can pontificate uh, quite expertly about the Saints. No, but they, uh, they ended up losing a handful of players from last year's roster. They lost J.J. Jordan, who's up at Wilkes, uh, they ended up losing uh, Ryan and he ended up going out to uh, to Pitt Bradford. Uh, there was a handful of, of really good players that ultimately they just lost last year because they were all seniors and it was all right, how are you going to fill it in? And the answer, Armani Dominguez didn't get a whole lot of burn. He was mostly a JV player last year, but he is in the starting lineup here for the Saints, 5 foot 9 senior. Parker Nine also a senior standing at 6 foot 2. Then you have Kingston McCoy, who was the Freshman extraordinaire last year for the Saints. He'll be the starting point guard. His brother Josh McCoy, the senior starting at forward at six foot three, and then Brady Altamar at five foot six rounds out all of the Saints starting lineup. And actually, it does look like they will make a change here. That looks like Kamaro on the bench, and it looks like Brady Altamar is actually standing in front of us here. Ah. Uh, if that is a number five. So this is why I didn't uh, dap up your dad. He left this here.
2: That's, that was last <laughs> night's starting lineup. It loss. was last night's starting do? lineup.
1: It is not the same as tonight's starting lineup. I'm pretty sure that's Camaro. And I did say when we got in here, hey, take a look at Kamaru. Uh, he might be getting a lot of run tonight. Shocking. There he is. So shocking. Uh, Zach Susky also got a uh, pretty long run off the bench last oh. night as well for the Saints. And it is Kamaro. There you go. So Elijah Camaro will be in the starting lineup as well. For Burks Catholic and for Muhlenberg, it's your usual Motley crew. You will have Kantner, Archie, it looks like Miller, Collado and Killens out there getting ready. So we will take a quick break here. And when we return, Mules and Saints basketball right here on the Mules Sports Network. these players, <laughs> coaches, minutes up on the board. Looks like we do have a little change in starters for Muhlenberg. It will not be Mikey Miller getting the start. It will be number 25, Jeffrey Collado. It'll be out there with his brother Alex. Looks like Chris is going to keep track of turnovers. Got him. There you go. Got him. I'll get everything else. Don't worry about me. I got my stat sheets here. Hey, I'm trying to learn, okay? (laughs) You have it all mapped out. I didn't think of doing that stuff,
2: okay? The
1: two number fours will go for the opening tip. It'll be Archie and McCoy out there. Josh McCoy, to be more exact. McCoy, by virtue of his hair, might have an inch or two on Archie. McCoy wins the tip. Tips it back to nine, who hands it off to Kingston McCoy. And we're underway. Here at Catholic. And Muhlenberg, probably their best game of the season, coming against Reading, and they'll have to match that effort here this evening. Doing a good job of closing out. Going after Jeffrey Collado is... McCoy and we got two uh, sets of brothers out here on the court right now so this is going to get awfully confusing as we go through the broadcast.
2: Oh yeah it is. We'll get there.
1: I may just end up using first names at some point. Perfectly acceptable. I think we're going to have to. (laughs) I'm going to have to go by Josh and Kingston and by Alex and Jeffrey very shortly. (laughs) First one up and good by Josh McCoy. Swishes the second, hoping to get over some of the uh, the misses that he had last night in that victory. First offensive possession here for the Mules. They're moving quickly. They're not wasting any time here. Toyota setting down screens for each other. Now this time, Cantner a little dribble handoff out to Alex. I am going to have to go with first names. <laughs> There's yeah. just no other way. Alex with a jumper around the right, elbow no good. Archie grabs the offensive board, tries to drop it off on the doorstep. It's knocked out of bounds. And along to Burks Catholic.
2: I mean, that's a tough play. Archie try- Archie gets the rebound coming back. It's just that he couldn't get that outlet pass to somebody on the other
1: side of the board. i will keep it moving. Mule's looking to trap right out of the half court.
2: hmm
1: The Collados up top, along with Kantner. They have a mismatch down there with McCoy. Finally get it into Josh's hands. He'll swing it all the way across to his brother, Kingston. Takes a look down at his feet. Airballs a three. Way too strong. Mule's student section will let him know about it for about all three seconds. Look at that. Driving in. Killens. Tip back. No good. Going for his offensive board again, this time brought down by Kingston McCoy. McCoy in transition. Spins, lays it in. Kingston McCoy was one of those players to look for coming into this season. You saw some sparks last year as primarily being the sixth man off the BC bench. And now as a starter, finally gets to show off all of his tools. That one knocked out of Collado's hands by Kingston McCoy. He ends up getting the strip over to nine. Nine in transition. Call for the offensive foul. Nicely done there by Kyle Archie, setting the feet, getting in the way, and drawing the personal. That was a
2: great heads-up play basketball IQ by Kyle Archie. He sees him that he's getting ready to come to the
1: rim, and he just sets his feet, getting ready for that charge. It was almost slow motion. It was. <laughs> I think, uh, head coach Snip Esterly down here, 801 coaching victories. They got to celebrate it last night. As once again, Killens driving in gets two. Tough bucket for Killins as he has just been driving with reckless abandon. Let me tell you, before I let you talk, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, listening to the JV game, on the way back, passed by the JV bench, and all they were stressing was getting downhill. Get downhill. Get downhill. Because they cannot stop you when you're moving with that type of motion. Mm-hmm. And you saw that right there. Shermar Killens taking that to heart. I don't know if that's getting preached across Varsity and JV, but he's absolutely just lowering his head downhill right to the rim. Oh, he's been a beast. He, he's not afraid. He might be
2: one of the smaller and quote-unquote guys on the court today, but he's not afraid to get down and dirty down there.
1: Three put up by Kingston McCoy, and no mistake that time as he drills the triple. It's 7-2 to in favor of the Saints. Kingston now with five points. Archie. Dropping it off for Jeffrey Collado. He tries to pass it baseline. It's kicked by Dominguez out of bounds. It'll stay with the Mules. He's trying, trying to put that between his...
0: his legs. <laughs>
1: I think he was trying to. A little razzle-dazzle. Archie given trouble by nine on the inbound. Archie might have gotten away with a double dribble. His shot attempt is off the mark. Back comes B.C. Trying to get it between two people is not that
2: easy. He had a know. little
1: hesitation when that ball came up, and that's what everyone was ooing and eyeing about. Mm-hmm. Just that slight hesitation. Nine looking for help. He'll drive to his left. Puts it up. Nice job by Parker Nine. His first bucket. And he had a heck of a night last night stepping in. Now, nine to two in favor of the Saints. Coach Matt Flowers preaching some patience here. Killens trying to deal with Camaro on him. Excuse me. Kantner with Dominguez. Kantner getting a screen from Archie. Driving in. Gets two with the right. Kantner, man. Jaden Kantner, 19 in their game against Redding and getting things started here with two more. The Mules' second bucket for four. They trail by five. Both of them coming by layups. Nice job by Cantner, getting in the passing lane, picking off the pass, in transition up to Jeffrey Collado. Collado from the left side gets two, and then he's going to get teed up afterwards. He had some things to shout at Josh at McCoy, Josh McCoy, and end up ended up getting teed up for that one.
2: No leeway. Flowers is not happy.
1: So nine will go to the line shoot the freebies off the technical.
0: Yeah, he got right in his face and shouted. (laughs) A little bit.
1: Uh, In high school that does count as a personal foul, so it is uh, Jeffrey's second personal. We'll see what Matt Flowers decides to do with him. As for right now, it looks like he's going to keep him in the contest, even with two fouls. And now we might see him jet out. And I'll let you introduce him since you're here for all the JV games. Oh, we got J.T. Armstrong! (laughs) Let's go! Drew LeClaire also in, and Armstrong seeing some run here. Armstrong has performed really strongly at the J.V. level and getting some varsity minutes here this evening as the Mules needing a spark here in the first quarter, and he might be able to provide that.
2: He's small but mighty, I always say. Love that kid.
1: Sounds like we got Pat back on the broadcast for a second with the screeching.
2: Yeah.
1: McCoy <laughs> driving on Killens into the lane, absorbs some contact, misses, gets his own putback attempt and lays it up and in. And now he's going to get a technical. As he has some words for Killens coming back down. So Killens, cool as a cucumber, just takes the ball, passes it to the ref, and he's like, thank you very much. I'll step right up to the free throw line.
2: Can't do that. <laughs> I mean... I'm surprised I have to say in the Middleburg uh, student section is not so, saying you can't do that.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, in the referee down there, is, he literally, uh, Snip was chatting with him, and he's just like, hey, what, what the heck? What's the deal there? And he literally just looked right at him and said, it's the same call as the one down there, exact same circumstance, and he just turned away. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. As Killens hits both. Killens the- with four. And Muhlenberg will get the ball back here. So effectively, you can turn the tide of this one. They've already closed the gap to four. They can close it to as little as one with a three. That's and huge. just like that, the uh, opening fears are are gone. And nice job there. Kantner really, it was a bad inbound by Killens. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's just throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, he ended up tracking it down, throwing it off of McCoy. McCoy... Had a foot out of bounds when it touched him. So, you're in possession. Ball touched you. You're out of bounds. Stays with Mules.
2: And that's huge. Keeps the momentum. That could have been a really bad turnover.
1: Killens will actually handle ball handling duty. Coming up the court. Archie. From the right elbow. Goes to the left. Looking for help. Picks up his dribble. Now will spin around. There Kyle Archie. How about that? Says... Oh, I'm on my pivot foot, but I got a step. He does. And he literally just did a big old Euro step around. Got two. Yes, sir. Lead is down to two. It's 12 to 10 in favor of the Saints. And we're going to have a bench warning here on Muhlenberg, it looks like. That referee's getting his money's worth here this evening. He is. Because now he gets to chirp at both benches. (laughs) Every chance he gets, he's taking it. Pretty sure it was uh, one of the coaches or players was standing. Yes, and he was just like, "Sit down." McCoy needing some help. That's the one bad thing about the lineup that the Mules are working out there. As Josh McCoy gets two more, is they are very short out there with LeClaire and Dominguez or not Dominguez, uh, LeClaire and Armstrong. Archie looking for help. Ran out of a foul. Called down low. It'll be on Brady Altamar, fresh into the game. It'll be his first.
2: The energy in here is electric.
1: On the court, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's noisy. I've heard more from the uh, student sections before.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong,
1: especially Muhlenbergs. Uh-huh. Well, they are on the road. Yeah. Looking to cut in is LeClaire. LeClaire, a little dipsy do. That one too strong. Nine, the board. He was in the lane trying every pivot foot that he could. Yeah. Swinging left, swinging right, and just too strong. It's just tough when you don't have size and you're trying to put it over people that are a couple inches taller than you. Well, now what they're doing is they're trying to give Kingston some fits as he dips in, misses. They're trying to give him fits towards the top of the key, flashing out extra defenders as Killen's too many steps. Yeah, but he
2: sinked the three. That's what I'm looking at. I was just about to do that, but... (laughs)
1: You weren't quick enough uh, hitting that Muhlenberg turnover. I'll put the little dash. Close enough. 14 10, 132 remaining here in the first. We'll see if they flash anyone to help LeClaire. LeClaire nicely done, but they kick out to Altamar. Altamar Altamar's three, no good. Now comes Kantner. Kantner was eyeing up a dead center three. This time Killens from the free throw line too strong. Josh McCoy the board. Cantner will hound him coming across midcourt. Now he'll just look to back down. Spins around, gets two more. My goodness. this. Can I just say, this is not the Josh McCoy from last year. No. Josh McCoy last year was more than willing to pass up the ball as Killens driving in, left that one short. Wild angle for him, throwing that one up. 16-10. to 10. They'll kick it out. Josh McCoy, a three. That one too short. Ahead to Archie. Archie, one-on-one against Kingston. Big ol' steps around him, draws the contact, and a foul. He'll go to the line for two. Now, but as I was saying, he was more than happy to defer. When you had guys like J.J. Jordan in the lineup, right, it was – all right, I don't need to be the star right now, even though he was. He was an all-section all, uh, all section player when he was at Antietam uh, playing for the mounts, and then he transferred here and, you know, instantly was no longer Big Fish, Tiny Pond, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's encouraging to see him step it up here and be really aggressive with the basketball in the early going.
2: Oh, yeah, and, I mean, it shows. He's getting down where he needs to, and height helps. I mean, we've said it with... Muhlenberg a little bit undersized since they have some of those smaller guys. They can get down there but sometimes if you don't have that height, it's going to be a little bit of a detriment trying to get to that
1: rim. Archie hits both. Marte will check in for the free throw shooter Archie. Full court pressure here from the Mules and they may as well when you have your athletes out there. Mm-hmm. First Catholic subbing in Javen Diaz, six foot two senior. Diaz, driving in, gets an easy two. The lead is back to six. One last chance here for the Mules. Killen. Driving in, gets two more. Wow. I tell you, he is doing what he can. He has six points here in the early stages. And turned that lead back to four. Listen, if last night was uh, these two teams failing to get off the schneid early, this one is completely different. 18-14 after one. More to come when we return here on the Mule Sports Network.
3: The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the Oldies on Monday, open mic Tuesday, trivia or live music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdies Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule.
1: This is the Mule Sports Network on Jerry Gallup Media. Four-point deficit for the Mules entering the second quarter here, 18-14 after eight minutes of play. Leading the way for the Mules was uh, Shermar Killen. He ended up with six points, Archie with four, Kantner and Jeffrey Collado with two. Surprisingly held scoreless there in the first quarter. I'm sure that that will change Yeah, is Alex Collado. Mm -hmm. And we'll see where they go with that. Uh, Four Burks Catholic, six points for Josh McCoy, five for Kingston, and two apiece for nine and Diaz. Leading to the 18. Kantner in what is very clearly a design play here, faking, utilizing the screen from Archie, cuts across the paint and unable to finish. We could tell he lost the handle on it and just wasn't able to execute the way that he knew that he could. Yeah. They will stay out there with Marte, with Armstrong. But Archie back in after that short break. We have a foul on the floor and in the act of shooting. So Kingston McCoy back to the stripe. I should say back to the stripe. He hasn't <laughs> been there yet. Just feels like he has because... Second half of a back-to-back for Burks Catholic and the first half of a back-to-back for Muhlenberg as we are on the road tomorrow afternoon, 3.30 start time in Pottstown. As we get to check out a new gym. Yes, we do. We get to go check out Pottstown. <laughs> go see how the Trojans play basketball. We'll have that for you here on the Mule Sports Network. Both are good by McCoy. First points for BC here in the second quarter. Sends the lead to six. Killen. Left corner three. That one too strong. Altamar the board. It's a tough shot, but it almost went in. Almost. Just gotta get that little bit more. Oomph. Gielberg basketball here. As I once again needed to uh, correct the <laughs> roster sheet here, as Archie gets to. Should be Shermar Killen, not Killens. As we learned during our last broadcast. We did. Handful of typos on the uh, Muhlenberg roster sheet. <laughs> hmm Three put up by Parker Nine. That one way too strong. Marte corrals the board. Driving in. Kantner loses his footing. Nearly loses the dribble. Instead, and some Harlan it. Globetrotter action there. Jeez. Sliding across the floor, keeping his dribble, getting up and getting the foul to go to the foul stripe. Whew. If if you can't tell me that this
2: kid does not, he doesn't have the size, no. But he has the drive and he wants to score as much as possible. I don't know what else says it after
1: that play. First one no good by Cantner. No, like every team needs somebody like that. He's going to be a pest on defense, be a pest on offense. Go run around and. You know, go tire somebody out on the offensive end. Go run baseline. Mm-hmm. You know, go go check how many steps your opponent put in. You know. Cantner. No shot. It will be a violation on Alex Collado, and that will nullify even if it was a made free throw. So it will be Burks Catholic basketball. LeClaire will take the place of Collado. is where Matt Flowers just taking him aside here not allowing him to go back to the bench quite yet. Just taking me aside and he's like, "Yeah, hey, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you went too early." Yeah, foul called here Travelled. on Travel. No travel called on McCoy. There's Josh McCoy, too many steps. And
2: there it is. Yes, my favorite part. I'm
1: happy that it makes you happy.
2: My favorite part. I love listening to that student section.
1: Killing. Facing Kingston McCoy. Using Archie as a screen. That one in and out. And somehow, someway, Marte came down with the offensive board and ends up getting tied up. The possession arrow working in favor of the Saints. These Saints working in their home white jerseys with the gold trim, gold numbers. McCoy struggling to get it in nearly poked away by Kantner oh, and you got I'm, I'm really enjoying the amount of smack top that's being <laughs> being talked here Marte mouthy is all get out just yelling at him to come on come at him nine with the offensive board after the miss by McCoy this time Leclaire oh. flinging it forward and Kingston was already back in the backcourt. Now Kingston going up against Killen. That one's going to drop. Nine points for Kingston McCoy. Lead is up to six. Killen driving in on him. That one's swatted away by McCoy. McCoy saves it from going out of bounds. Ahead to nine. Nine, one on two. And a blocking foul. counted in and one. Wow. Goodness. Parker nine all jacked up on Mountain Dew after that one. Got the blocking foul. Tosses up the basketball. There's a little reverse layup, and that one just hung, 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 and finally spun downwards. Nine, his second bucket for four, looking to make it five. BC cheering off Zach Susky, a 5'11 junior forward. It looks like we have referees here chatting about this one and I'm not sure one of them is looking up at the clock and they might honestly be looking to see if it is considered in the act of shooting and I guess we'll find out here. Mm -hmm. Can't imagine what else they might be talking about. Or who the foul was on maybe. Every single Berks Catholic player by the way with one foul (laughs) there on the board. Wow. Not a typo. It's all five players on the court right now with one personal. And it will be Parker Nine going for one. So I'm not quite sure what they uh, had to decide about there, but nine looking for point number five. Bangs it in. Lead is up to nine, one of its largest of the contest here for B.C. As the Mules have gone stagnant on offense here for the first four minutes. Kantner once again... Needs some stick them on those hands. LeClaire, nice find underneath, and Archie swatted away by nine. Ball still up in the air. LeClaire diving to the hardwood up ahead to Killen. And one! And one! That ball refused to find hands until finally Killen picks it up off the hardwood, gets the teardrop finish, and one. Wow. Killen. Eight points so far, looking for nine. His first bucket here of the second quarter. He misses. That one somehow finds its way to Dominguez. Brooks Catholic holding court by seven here. Muhlenberg just four points in the first three and a half minutes. As the ball goes off of BC out of bounds, along with the Mules. This game, I don't know if I've enjoyed a game this much this year yet. We've seen all sorts of stuff. We have. Not necessarily from uh, the Mules. Just going back to last year where we've seen some wild things on these broadcasts. Yes, we have. We've seen the uh, – it was Burke's Catholic and why missing girls last year, who, by the way, WEU didn't cover. Ball swatted away. It'll stay with the Mules. Nice hustle there by Kantner. I had to get in at least one, Jerry. You're allowed. Ball on the floor. They're going to call a jump ball. This one will stay with the Mules. Mm-hmm. And Coyota will work his way back in, as will who else but Armstrong. J.T. Armstrong. They'll check in. LeClaire and Marte will take a seat.
0: Why would you not call him Stretch?
1: What, Justin Armstrong?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Good. I Perfect won't say nickname. what I said during
1: football season that got me in trouble. Yeah, right. I can't That's say that right. anymore. So. No, yeah yeah.
0: The Stretch Armstrong, you know what Stretch Armstrong is, right?
1: He's the opposite of Stretch Armstrong.
0: (laughs) Understood, but that's why it makes it a perfect nickname.
1: There you go. That referee, the aforementioned one, kind of looks like Stretch Armstrong. (laughs) (laughs) Same haircut and everything. (sighs) Gallato trying to get into Cantor. That one tipped on the way in by Dominguez, and the Mules turn it over right off the bat. Probably not what they had planned after the subs. Nine, driving in amongst the trees, leaves it short, grabs his own miss. That one, not a miss. Gets two more. Nine with seven. Lead sits at nine for BC. Driving in, Kantner looking for help. Kantner, his attempt no good, but to the stripe he goes. Kantner missed his first two. Look to make it up here. Altamora called for his personal. That'll be his second. Josh McCoy with two. Kingston McCoy with one. Parker nine with one. First one is good. Kantner hit eight of ten at Redding. Thirty-four of thirty-nine, an eighty-seven percent free throw shooter. You knew after he missed the first two, he wasn't going to miss the next two. Oh yeah, law oh of yeah. averages will tell you that. <laughs> I think that's a law, right? Something like that. You can say that. Josh McCoy was thinking three, took a big old pump fake. Now looking all the way across court, driving in. Altamar got two. Wow. The fifth Burks Catholic player to hit the scoring column is Killen driving in, stops, pops, that one too strong. Killen playing a 10-second or less Mike D'Antoni offense all by his lonesome here this evening. 29-10, to 10, that one kicked out to McCoy. Mm-hmm. Josh McCoy kicking. Altamar, three, that one short. Dominguez, the offensive rebound, and, and you can't let that go if you're Kantner, and yeah, that's what Matt Flowers is thinking too. That one dropped right in front of Kantner. Flowers will take a 30-second timeout. We'll stay right here. The lead is at 31, 31 to 20, the 11-point margin, the largest of the game for the Saints. Mm-hmm. Showing off exactly why they're undefeated.
2: Yeah, and they—you're exactly right. This team is good on both sides of the ball. They know how to finish. They know how to shoot from the three. They can shoot from the mid-range and they'll be able to block your shots if you try to take one inside the arc.
1: Dominguez, that was his first bucket, so now make it six B.C. players in the scoring column. Nielenberg getting some big old claps from former Reading High head coach Rick Perez. Trying to get him motivated here. They'll be okay here in the first half. Single digits would be preferable. The lower single digits would even more be would even be more preferable if I <laughs> could handle the English language. You're doing it better than I can, so foul is on Diaz as Burke's Catholic popping personal fouls like Candy. <laughs> Diaz will take a seat. Tomorrow back in. And an offensive foul called here on Kantner. Kantner a hard down screen and still moving when he set it. Kantner his second foul. Armstrong with one, Jeffrey Collado with two. Collado and Josh McCoy both with technical fouls. Nice find there on the doorstep as Camaro. Another bucket. Just about everyone who has entered the contest here as a three is up and no good. It hit the pulley system there. Mm -hmm. Dead ball. Jeffrey Collado running back in. Josh McCoy will match him. Tomorrow we'll check back out. Snibester Lee obviously really liking that matchup. So I had to come to imagine that as long as Jeffrey is in, so will Josh. Mm-hmm. Nine. Spinning left pivot foot. Got it to go. Killing, no. looking for a little bit of contact there. Not going to get it. Nine with nine. The lead's at 15. This one quickly slipping out of its grasp, and this is where you start to see Alex Collado say, all right, enough is enough. I'll take it myself. Drives in, fouled in route to the stripe he goes. Collado has whew, no points, no trips to the free throw line. Just a really, really weird game for him, and a game where we're watching Killen really try to force the issue from his point of view. Here you have your leading scorer still looking to get his first point of the contest with a buck thirty-four left in the first half.
2: Yeah, that's that's something you can't do. But second one, no good.
1: Nine hits the court, nothing called there. Cayado grabs his rebound. Now an up and under attempt. That one's not going to work. Jeffrey Collado with a tip back, no good. Killing his tip back, also no good. And finally brought down by Kingston McCoy. Here's the joy of knowing everyone who's on the court. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, just calling by faces and not off the score sheet. Nine, driving in, has it stripped away in route, ends up coming back with it, drops it to Dominguez. Dominguez no good, grabs the offensive board, loose ball now. Alex Gayato finally coming up with it. Keeps his pivot foot. <laughs> a little give and go with his brother. And finally we're across mid court here for the Mules. Under one to play. Cayado a three. That one too strong. Once again Parker 9 dealing with Shermar Killen here. And Parker 9, I think he's finally had enough of it. As he's just going to sit and collect himself. I'm pretty sure that Killen is just uh, pulling the proverbial rug out from under him. Now, they're sitting there battling back and forth for rebounds, and Killen is just sliding away and pulling the chair out. Uh, and every single time, Nine is hitting the deck.
2: I think that was Keato, Jeffrey. Keato,
1: because I saw them locked up when... They might have been. Jeffrey was coming off the first, screen. First time it was with uh, Killen.
2: Yes, first time it was killings And then yeah. they were jawing back and forth. I yeah. saw that. It, it looks
1: like they're just pulling the chair out from under him. <laughs> and this time, Nine is dealing with a little bit of a a bum ankle. He's trying to tell Snip that he's good to go. But with 43.7 seconds left, Snip's just like, hey, you got to be good for the second half, my dude. It's not worth it. We're up by 15. There's 44 seconds left here. This is not where you're needed. You're needed for the second half. So he's going to go into the locker room with the trainer. for The remainder of the first half here. Josh McCoy working on breaking down Killen. He'll just pass it out to Kingston. BC will likely just hold for one. They're playing basically four-corner offense here. hmm 25 seconds now. Mule's trying to force the issue coming out, drawing the five seconds. 13 seconds now. Kingston working against Archie, gets the switch, puts up a three. That one, no good. Ball still loose on the ground. Finally, Mule's come up with it. They're going to chuck that one, and, well, that one almost hit us. (laughs) It's kind of on target. I don't think I've really ever seen it before, but that one somehow made its way through all parts. Yeah. (laughs) The uh, mechanism holding the basket and uh, ended up hitting the stage, and that will do it here for the first half. 35-20. Muhlenberg just six points in that second quarter as they'll look to get things figured out here during halftime. 15-point margin for the Saints when we return here on the Mule Sports Network.
3: Is your house or business looking dingy or need a sprucing up? Be it interior or exterior, Lancaster Full Service Painting is right for your job. Specializing in all methods of painting, from brush and roll to airless spray and HVLP, Lancaster Full Service Painting will deliver a comprehensive premium job at a friendly price. There's no full service painting like Lancaster Full Service Painting. Call John at 717-419-8492 or schedule online at Lancaster Full Service Missing that daily basketball coverage you used to enjoy reading each morning? Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football, basketball, and baseball inside and out. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Berks basketball, and now you can find it again at MikeDragosports.com. Read feature stories about Berks County's top players, coaches, and teams, game reports, scoreboards and schedules, breaking news, and more. Mike's unparalleled coverage is just a click away. Go to MikeDragosports.com. Uh-oh, Brad's
0: buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. Now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed.
2: And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride.
3: Love that guy. Me too.
2: Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from Nitsa and the Ad Council.
3: The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the Oldies on Monday, Open Mic Tuesday, Trivia or Live Music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in berks County. The new Birdie's Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the in thing to do. Check Birdie's Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule.
0: You're listening to Ryan and Chris on the Mule Sports Network.
1: 35 to 20 after one half of play. Right now it's been the Parker 9 and Kingston McCoy show, both of them with nine points to buoy the Burks Catholic scoring effort. Meanwhile, eight points for Shermar Killen, six for Archie, four for Cantner, and two for Jeffrey Collado. And as we were mentioning here, the one player who has not been able to get off the Schneid yet is Alex Collado. And when your leading scorer can't get in the scoring column, it's going to be a bad night.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a really bad night. I mean, we've seen it where both of them come out hot, and that team really amplifies uh, off of that energy that they're giving. It's just tonight, Shamar's trying all he can do by himself, and it's just too much pressure to put on one player in the first half so
1: far. I will say, Shamar, you know, 15.6 points per game. (laughs) You know, no slouch slouch in, uh, in his game either, but uh, Kyoto, listen, you're missing 16.3 points a game out of him, 23 pointers, uh, 73% from the line, 78 field goals. I mean, you're just not making it up. Uh, and that's kind of what you ran into. You know, he didn't score in the first quarter. Killens was, was doing pretty well. And you're like, all right, he's got six points. Uh, Archie had four. And you're like, all right, they scored 14 points. They're doing okay. Mm-hmm. Second quarter comes along. He scores six. And... You give up 17 to Burke's Catholic, and you're not going to keep pace that way. It's just its really difficult when you're missing your leading scorer.
2: Yeah, it really is because then – he's here. <laughs> yeah, but he's just not producing as we know he usually does, and that's, that's a problem because then once your leading scorer can't go, you're going to pass the ball down the line, and it's just going to get to – they're going to look for certain matchups to go their way. And that's tough against this BC lineup because any matchup is a good matchup because they have height, they have the athleticism, and it's tough to get by them in general because they're so athletic.
1: Also tough, you are missing as well as, uh, you know, Collado not performing well here this evening. You are also missing Mikey Miller. Mikey Miller's a heck of an athlete that you're throwing out there, and Mikey Miller can turn the game on a dime that he has done in the past. He did it last year. Uh... You know, in the playoffs, and, you know, they were like, oh, where'd this come from? Uh, so, Mikey Miller can be that guy. He's an extraordinary athlete out there on the court, and he can run with just about anyone here in Burks, including the McCoys, including yeah. Parker Nine, including any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, unfortunately, missing him this evening as well. Yeah, really, uh, truly, yeah, you're missing some of that athleticism out on the court. And that... Like we
2: said, it makes a big difference. It's notable because if you're putting him up on somebody else with the same athleticism as him, it's going to be a tough fight either way. And especially if they put him up against nine, I mean, that would be the best iconic scenario here because they both have that raw power that they can put into the game.
1: And they both are very aggressive on defense and on offense. By the way, speaking of JJ Jordan in attendance, as well as Josh Dobbs, apparently. Um, kid looks like Josh Dobbs. Well, to tell you, you're not wrong. Thought he was a backup quarterback for the Vikings. Uh, yeah, JJ Jordan in the house as well as his uh, younger brother his dad and his mom Alnessa. over there in the corner. Friends of the Pod. Friends of the Pod. Friends of the Pod. <laughs> of the
0: pod. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, I mean, not really. Not much else to say about that first half. It, it's just you got to put up more than six points. You just have to. Mm-hmm. You're allowing 17. you got to put it more than six. got to do something. And yeah. like I said, it was asking, hey, all right, you're, you're okay. You can get back to within single digits here by halftime. That's workable. Mm-hmm. And instead, it went the opposite way as now a 15-point lead here for Brooks Catholic as they get their final practice shots in almost entirely from beyond the arc. Parker Nine seems to be back in action. Parker 9, surprisingly, leading Burks Catholic in scoring. We can talk all we want about the McCoys. Kingston at 17.4 points. Josh at 15 points. Uh, it's actually Parker 9 at 17.6 points per game <laughs> who is leading the way. Uh, overall, it's Yadiel Cruz from Redding High with 21 points a game. Yeah. Brennan Gaines, who we may see a little bit later, uh, he's actually performing really well for Daniel Boone and giving them a fighting chance, just a shade under. 20 points per game for him. As uh, Daniel Boone, six wins on the docket. How about that? They're Look. six and seven this year. They haven't wins. won a game in Burks, and they lost by 20 to Burks Catholic, but they beat Wyo. Wow. They beat Hanover. They beat Kennerdale. They've won three of their last four games. How about that? Good for them. Good for them. They beat Pottstown. That bodes really well for us. They beat Pottstown 72 54 if you need a uh, good barometer. Actually, we can take a peek here uh, going forward at if Pottstown has faced anyone else. And they have not. So it is just two Burks teams. It's Daniel Boone and Muhlenberg. They saw Boone back on December the 2nd. Wow. As that was part of the Potts Grove tip-off tournament. Yeah, and Brendan Gaines 26 points right off the bat there. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye out for uh, Jarrell Young from Pottstown. He had 24 in that game, so we'll keep an eye on him. Wow. But That is tomorrow's schedule. The first, Mules have to get this right before they even concern themselves with tomorrow afternoon on the road. This is not an easy game. You can say, all right, BC's lost a step. They lost two of their best players from last year, arguably three of their best. Uh, Even over the past couple of years, they've lost uh, significant starters from that roster. So they'll get started with the basketball here to open up the third quarter. Josh McCoy will bring it up to open up the third stanza. Picked up his dribble. Looking for a help. Kantner with the tip. They'll say it's off Kantner out of bounds.
2: Kantner was trying to make a plea saying that it was off him when it definitely wasn't.
1: Hey, man. Never know until you ask. You know? That's a good adage to go through life with. 35 to 20. SBC. Still technically their first offensive possession of the second half. Nine looking for help. Must be Valentine's season because half the court has some type of pink sneak on. Mm-hmm. Nine with some pink. Archie with some. That one booted out of bounds. It'll stay with the mules. I think we saw uh, Kayato with pink mm-hmm. sneakers Alex as well. Scalato. Doesn't look like he's wearing them now, though. Looks like he actually swapped shoes. It does seem like it. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention in the first half. I'm not sure if that was a halftime adjustment to, uh, you know, get some of the bad juju. Rubbed off of him as Parker Nine dialing up a three. Nine's got a dozen. He doesn't lead them in scoring for nothing. Yeah, you're you were right. You wouldn't think about it. Coyado with the miss. Josh McCoy with the defensive rebound. He'll walk it up court. Still full court pressure here by the Mules, but slacking off around mid. Nice drop off on the doorstep is Camaro. They're going to say that Killen went straight up with it. Nice feed by Killen all the way up ahead to Kintner who lays it in for two. Wow. What
2: a pass
1: by Shamar Killen. (laughs) Jeez. I know that we have a QB, but we may need to invite Shermar Killen out to tryouts. I I think that's... That one dropped in over the top. It was a beautifully passed ball. Mm -hmm. Second one by Kantner. Gets the and-one opportunity. Kantner has now shaken off. The first two misses. Like I said, he's an 87% free throw shooter. Like oh, he's not going to miss all night. Yeah. And he hasn't. He's made his next three. Wow. Turnaround jumper in the paint by Kingston McCoy is good. He has 11. Leads up to 17. Archie driving in has it stripped away by nine. Up ahead to Camaro. Camaro looking for help has to pull it back out. Nine dialing up another triple. That one no good. Killing the board. Back the other way, killing. A little hot potato there. Now he'll sling it across to Archie. Archie driving into his left, puts it up, blocked by the underside of the basket, put back by Jeffrey Collado is good. Whew. i hey, my is- money's worth here this evening with these calls. Yeah, you are. Four points for Collado. It's uh, back to a 15-point margin. But holy, the pace Listen, of this game. There's a lot going on. You can't watch it as another three put up by Kingston McCoy. His second of the game. He is 14. Leads at its largest at 18. Archie now trying a three on for size. That one in and out. Kingston. Yeah, calling these games is a little bit different than calling uh, when you actually have video going along with it. Yeah. Nobody can see what's happening here on the court, so you need to provide that for them. And sometimes it ends up in marble mouth. Mm -hmm. As Dominguez little scoop layup attempt left short. Archie gets the pass, two steps, no contact called there. Now back the other way. There was contact there by Killen as Josh McCoy lays it in. No call. And I'm not quite sure what what in the world that uh, Kantner was doing there. He ended up drawing some contact, just twisted around in midair, lost the ball and turned it over. Swing it around, going from right to left in front of us. We're sitting up on the stage, so we are sitting closest to the BC bench. Mm-hmm. The lead is now a 20, and what is, I won't say shocker, because BC is a very good team, and Kingston-McCoy another corner three. Yeesh. They're a very good team. There's a reason they're undefeated. This lead is now at 23. BC nearly doubling up Eulenberg. Yeah. Killen driving wow. gets two. What a and he's drive. been he's been working on that shot for a very long time, and you can tell. He's drive driving, drawing contact pretty far outside the lane and at a very severe angle. And he's just banging it off the boards and in. Foul called on Priato, still scoreless. LeClaire will check in for Kantner. Honestly, probably saw that coming after the last possession. Mm-hmm. Clock has stopped with 329 left here in the third. It's a 21-point margin here for the Saints. 48-27. Nielenberg, at the very least, outscoring themselves in the, from the second quarter. Nine has a... Definite mismatch. Now he'll give it up. Still have a mismatch. As Leclerc working on Kingston-McCoy, he kicks it out. Dominguez now driving, tosses it up and in. Wow. Dominguez, his second bucket for four. The lead's at 23 again. Killing a-, a deep three from straight away. That one left hanging. Back to Kingston. McCoy slowly starting up the B.C. half court. 245 left here in the third. Once again, that height disadvantage. LeClaire using his athleticism against nine. Nine will just pull up over top of him in the paint and get two more.
2: That's tough, especially with that height, that height advantage for nine.
1: He guarded him well all the way through the lane, and he just slammed on the brakes, rose above him, and hit the jumper. Mm-hmm. Nine, eyeing up another triple. Jeez. I don't know what he's yelling, but now he's screaming in Snip's face, so that requires a full timeout. Largest lead of the game here for the Saints is now more than doubling up the Mules. It's 55-27 with 2.15 remaining. We'll take a quick break. Oh, they're going to change it to a 30. And being that they're already halfway through that timeout, we'll just stay here.
0: Yeah, we'll just stay Sorry. here.
1: Sorry. Uh, how about I pay love to Mike Drago sitting over there and there go. typing away diligently one of our sponsors, MikeDragoSports.com.
0: The best sports coverage that you're going to find anywhere Dude, in Burks. I, I was it's just thinking,
1: looking at Mike over there, looking at Paul Roberts, and just thinking about how much they have dedicated their adult lives to yeah. this. Every single evening, they're out covering a game. And I know how difficult this is for me. I mean, Jerry knows, too. <laughs> yeah. I told him before, and I'm like, I don't know how the hell I'm going to put 18 games together. I, I just don't know. We're figuring it out. But, you know, for them, it's more than 18 games. It's mm-hmm. darn near every single night of the week. They are spending time away from their family and loved ones and doing this covering high school sports. So, cayado coughs it up. So, thank you to Mike Drago for sponsoring The Mule Sports Network. And Exeter, I believe. Correct. So there you go. It was a uh, commercial without a commercial. (laughs) I, I figured you would. BC content to hold the basketball here. They are. With this type of lead, I would not be terribly surprised if we don't see either McCoy, don't see Parker nine. For the majority of the fourth quarter, we'll see what Snip does. He usually likes to hang on to his starters until he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Parker 9, another three. Out. That one nearly dropped in, but not until it hit the pulley system. So. Holy. He had J.G. Jordan up off his feet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hoping for another one. <laughs> Armstrong back in.
0: J.G. or J.J. Julian. J.J.
1: I call him J.G. Jerry Gellif. What a bucket. Counted and one for Kyle Archie as they look to do something to chip away here. I think, honestly, part of it, you're not getting the calls that he got against Redding. And Mm -hmm. you look at the foul discrepancy between Muhlenberg and Redding. And, I mean, as Archie misses the and one attempt. Mm -hmm. You look at the foul discrepancy, and, I mean, you're looking at what, like 35, 36 free throw attempts from Muhlenberg compared to it was in the teens for Redding as a three dialed up. That one no good. Collado, I don't know where that pass was going, but it was tipped out of bounds by BC. Stay with the mules. 42 seconds remaining here. 18 points for Parker Nine, 17 for Kingston McCoy, 10 for Josh McCoy. Driving oh. in Jeffrey Colado, unable to finish the reverse layup. Neal's coming out, walking through some defense. There is that time giving Parker Nine the business. He chucks it into the crowd. It goes out of bounds.
2: There's not much to talk about. I mean, this team came out a little flat-footed here. They were flat-footed a little bit towards the end of the half, and, I mean, it's just tough to talk about.
1: And this is going to be one of those great coaching points, uh, especially for this game. Look, no doubt about it, they were ready for Redding. Rick Perez going back, you know, facing Redding for the first time uh, since he left as LeClaire unable to get the finish. Armstrong, the shortest player on the court, coming down with the offensive board. It's stripped away by nine. Five seconds now. Nine looking to drive in and get two more. Does so. Ends up beating Kyle Archie. Points to his biceps. That'll do it. 22 points for the Saints in the third quarter. 18-17 and now 22 as that will... Just about do it. Eight more minutes still left to play, though. Still a chance here for the Mules when we return on the Mule Sports Network.
0: For the best coverage of high school sports in Berks County, head to MikeDragosports.com. Winter means basketball, and Mike and his crew have it covered like no one else does. Game recaps, stats, team news, player and coach profiles, and analysis. No one does it like Mike. A subscription to MikeDragosports.com for pennies a day makes a great holiday gift for the sports fan on your list. Take advantage of their seven-day free trial. That's MikeDragosports.com for the best sports coverage in Berks. You're listening to Ryan and Chris on the Mule Sports Network.
1: 57-29. Sorry about that. 57-29 Saints leading, entering the fourth. And what we thought was going to be a killer matchup between two of the top programs in all of Berks County has turned into, I'll go ahead and say it, it's been a bit of a laugher here this evening as it's now nearly uh, the Saints doubling up the mules just a point away from doing so it's been that
2: kind of night it has it has I mean if you can't their defense is not bad it's just that when you have don't have the size it's tough because they're able to make their shots over your players and if the offense isn't going well for you what can you do
1: Eli Hemming into the game, seeing his first minutes here for the mules. I could have told you that. One. We now are starting to empty the bench a little bit. Mm-hmm. That might be it for Alex Cayato. As he is now on the bench. In a 28-point game. And yeah, you could reinsert him and see if, you know, maybe you can get a little spark out of him. But honestly, this might just be one of those nights that you just say, hey. Tough running. We'll go get him next game. Got another game tomorrow, so. Kingston-McCoy working against Kyle Archie. Step back three. That one's short. Archie driving in. That one no good. Collado, his put back, no good. McCoy leading the break. ahead to Parker, nine. Well, He's gonna want to do over on that one. Misses the dunk, nearly had half the crowd up and out of their seats. A three by Armstrong. Oh. That one down and out. But yeah, like I don't, I don't want to say it, but it, it, it feels like coming out here this evening. You saw what they did against Reading. You saw how they came out against Reading, especially scoring well in that first quarter. They were up for Reading. They were they were ready. Uh, Rick Perez, like I said, hosting Reading for the first time. And that was a game that they had circled on the calendar for a very long time, especially after Perez came to Muhlenberg as McCoy turns it over. LeClaire ahead to Hemming, who loses it. That attempt is no good. Goes out of bounds. Long to BC. Uh, and as good as this BC team is, still not a big of, as big of a game on your schedule as writing was mm-hmm. and I think that you're running into some of that here that Muhlenberg yeah they had a little bit of juice at the very start down by four and then the, just the wheels coming off in the second quarter and, and beyond and that's currently where we're sitting at.
2: Yeah and I mean once you once this team loses that momentum it's tough to even recover because this team plays fully off of momentum.
1: N- McCoy driving in no good but Josh picks up the rebound and puts it back Josh his first bucket of the second half, by my count. Well, like I said, it's a teachable moment because I hate to break it to you. You can't do this in the playoffs. Is that one blocked by McCoy? Got a piece of a three attempt by having. Now of a running clock here that the lead is stretched to 30 points for BC. But yeah, I mean, you're Halfway through the season, and this is a good coaching point for, for everyone. I think this is now the third time I've said it. <laughs> Eventually, I'll finally get my point across as Piato misses. Uh, but you can't do this when it comes down to BCI AA playoffs. All right, you can't do this in districts as they turn the ball over. Justin Armstrong gets two points, his first bucket of the contest. But you, can't be, with the steel. but you can't be left uh, left slacking. That's, that's the main point that you're going to get out of this. Every single team that you're going to face in districts or beyond is going to be of BC caliber. Mm-hmm. And you can't take your foot off the gas. You, mm-hmm. you just can't. You can't take your foot off the gas, not for one single game. And they're finding out the hard way here, getting run out of the building.
2: Yeah, and it's just, if you don't have the momentum, like this team is built on their momentum and their pace. If they can't find that pace where they're scoring, they're playing defense, they're playing everything fast, it's, it's tough for this team to get anything to go.
1: First one no good by Josh McCoy. He hit the first two with the stripe, his first go-around in the first quarter. league currently sitting at 60-31, to 31, 431 remaining as the clock stops here since it's inside 30 points. BC can restart that running clock with a bucket here as they get it down to Josh McCoy, puts it up. That one no good, gets his own board. Yeah, that was a very clear foul. I know that this official underneath the basket saw that foul and heard that foul clear as day and decided to just let it run. <laughs> and the referee out towards uh, Drago decided he wasn't having any of it. Mm-hmm. He'll send Josh McCoy back to the stripe. First one's good. McCoy looking for one more. Just one miss. One miss. Yes. On the charity stripe. Yes. And eventually we'll see Snip Esterly start to empty the bench, I hope. And once again, Muhlenberg will eventually get over doing that, but Kantner a really tough left-handed attempt, no good. Three-pointer by Hemming off the mark. Armstrong, another rebound. That one no good. Gets the steal and a putback attempt as he was able to pick the pockets of Josh McCoy. And Armstrong is second bucket for four. Third time's the charm there for him. Yes, sir. They'll stop the running clock again. Josh McCoy turning the ball over. He's looking for help, looking for assistance, and this time Marte causing the turnover. That one, tough chance there for Kantner, no good. And again, this is – and I don't know if this is something that they're taught in Muhlenberg, but they're also not going directly towards the basket when they're trying these layup attempts. They are not – Trying to absorb contact. They're trying to miss out on any type of contact by going away from the basket, going away from contact, and instead of getting an easy layup, they're getting a really tough attempt from a really weird angle. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go to break. Let's go now. 62 33. 334 left when we come back on the Mule Sports Network.
3: Is your house or business looking dingy or need a sprucing up? Be it interior or exterior, Lancaster Full Service Painting is right for your job. Specializing in all methods of painting, from brush and roll to airless spray and HVLP, Lancaster Full Service Painting will deliver a comprehensive premium job at a friendly price. There's no full service painting like Lancaster Full Service Painting. Call John at 717-419-8492 or schedule online at LancasterFullServicePainting.com.
0: You're listening to Ryan and Chris on the Mule Sports Network.
1: 62-33 as BC coasting to continue that undefeated start of theirs. That one's stripped away. Back to the Mules. And we're going to have a personal foul called here on BC. And, yeah, this is kind of what you get into. And I think that Snip probably realizes it. He's starting to point out players on the bench and said, you, 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 you. Because at a certain point in time, and the Eagles after around and found out about it in their previous contest, that sometimes when you don't need to have your starters out there, don't have them out there. <laughs> Because all you've seen is Josh McCoy gets super frustrated with some double teams by some uh, over anxious second teamers. And at some point, you're just like, all right, I don't want this kid getting hurt. I don't want him getting injured. I don't want something stupid to happen. Let's get him out. Mm-hmm. So they just did that whole curtain call for all of these starters here. As looks like it is just Kingston McCoy still in the game. And now they'll finally yank him out. As Michael Fiddler coming in for him. Nelton Mannon also seeing some playing time. As well as uh, Javen Diaz out there on the court, Devin Garcia. And the Mules also working with uh, what will be, yeah. We're going backups on backups here for the remaining two minutes. All backups. I was trying to figure out, is Jules Martinez number three seeing his first minutes of the contest.
2: Mm -hmm. Drew DeClaire, Martez, J.T. Armstrong, and Eli Hemming on the court.
1: Diaz with some size, and, I mean, he's just going to play bully ball. Another two. David Diaz, his second bucket for four had a very clear and obvious mismatch. Three put up by Hemming. That one air too strong. Armstrong with the pick, glides in for two more. He's got six points all here in the second half. 64-35 as we enter the final minute. Berks Catholic will improve to 10-0 about midway through the season here. Meanwhile, Muhlenberg will suffer their fifth loss as Armstrong picking the pocket again, this time a left-handed layup. Just to add a little extra flair, I guess. He now has eight. And we have some call here by the referee. Push. And we're going to have a personal foul called here on Brooks Catholics uh, number 23. That'll be Fiddler. Armstrong driving, looking down low. As Marte. Marte in amongst the trees, gets two. Marte. Marte, his first bucket. That'll do it. 64-39, your final score. Ten points here in the fourth quarter for the Mules as they suffer their fifth loss of the season. And this one, unfortunately, in resounding fashion as Burke's Catholic, a never a doubt. They came out, led from basically the opening tip and never looked back against this Muhlenberg offense. We'll take a quick break, recap this one when we come back. More to come on the Mule Sports Network.
3: That daily basketball coverage you used to enjoy reading each morning? Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football, basketball, and baseball inside and out. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in depth coverage of Burke's basketball, and now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Burks County's top players, coaches, and teams. Game reports, scoreboards and schedules, breaking news, and more. Mike's unparalleled coverage is just a click away. Go to MikeDragoSports.com. My mom has taken up going to the park to practice yoga. My dad's going to a club, but not a book club, a salsa club.
0: Finding new hobbies comes with age.
3: My mom has started getting lost and not knowing where she's going.
0: Becoming lost or disoriented doesn't. Confusion with time or place may be a sign of Alzheimer's. An early diagnosis can help improve the quality of life for your loved one. Learn the warning signs of Alzheimer's at 10signs.org. Brought to you by the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.
3: The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the oldies on Monday, open mic Tuesday, trivia or live music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdies' Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. Is your house or business looking dingy or need a sprucing up? Be it interior or exterior, Lancaster Full Service Painting is right for your job. Specializing in all methods of painting, from brush and roll to airless spray and HVLP, Lancaster Full Service Painting will deliver a comprehensive premium job at a friendly price. There's no full service painting like Lancaster Full Service Painting. Call John at 717-419-8492 or schedule online at LancasterFullServicePainting.com.
0: Now back to the game on the Mule Sports Network. 64-39,
1: your final scores. This one was never in doubt for Burke Scalp. They led by four after one, by 15 after two, by 28 after three, and yeah, by the fourth quarter came around. You're like, all right, yep, time for the backups, and they did. So we saw a whole bunch of backups. They got a lot of good run, and like I said, really good learning experience for this Muhlenberg team. You would think that it's a lesson that they have learned in the past, but look, sometimes it just has to be reiterated. These kids are under 18. I have a six-year-old, and sometimes trying to beat in some of these, uh, you know, lessons that you're trying to teach them doesn't really sink in until you do it multiple times, and fortunately for these guys, I think that's what you're running into. They got all excited. They beat Reading. They accomplished their goal. They beat Reading handily, by the way in double overtime, coming off a big emotional victory. Mm-hmm. And then you get the letdown here, a 25-point loss. And I think that's really just what you're looking at. It's just that letdown after a big emotional victory. You set course and you circle that on your calendar. You get all excited for it. And you go out and you actually win that game. And then it comes down to it. And you're like, oh, I have a game on Friday, don't I? Yeah. Oh, I have a game on Saturday, don't I? And we'll see how they come out tomorrow. But I, I, I think that's largely what you're working with. It's still a really good, really talented team. I don't think that these two teams met again. You would be looking at the same thing if they meet in BCIAAs. It's not going to be a similar game. No. It's just, it's just not. So, and I think if you're the Mules, that's what you can look forward to. Uh-huh. You know, you may end up seeing these guys a little bit later on down the road when it counts, and then you can go take it to them because then it's going to, it's going to be a game that matters. It's going to be a game that you're going to get up for it. It's going to be an important one. So. Fingers crossed that everything that I'm saying will come true at some point. Hopefully, hopefully. (laughs) That's the optimist in me. Parker 9 leading the way, 20 points for him, 17 for Kingston McCoy, 15 for Josh. So once again, after combining for 31 points last night, they combined for 32 against the Mules here this evening. And for Muhlenberg, they were led by Shermar Killen. He had 8 points in the first half, just 4 in the second, finishing with 12. He was the only one. Double figures for the Mules here this evening. Archie with eight. Armstrong with eight off the bench on the second half. That made Chris really happy. Uh, Seven points for Kantner, four for Jeffrey Collado, and two for Marte at the end. And, again, next time that you play him, you might have Mikey Miller at your disposal. And I would assume that you would have a full-strength Alex Collado looking to exact some revenge. He was held leading scorer here this evening, held scoreless against Berks Catholic. So, if I had to guess... We're going to have a really interesting game here tomorrow. It seems like Pottstown oh, yeah. may be a very winnable game. Daniel Boone ended up beating them, and I think if you're looking at that, that is a fantastic way to uh, – it's the, uh, the limoncello of your basketball schedule, the after-dinner palate cleanser, if you would. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what tomorrow – uh, may just end up being for, for Muhlenberg. It may just exactly that, just a palate cleanser for them. Yeah. They get to uh, wash away the taste of this loss, get a good win tomorrow, and then hit the second half of their schedule hard playing Exeter at the beginning of next week in a game that, once again, we will have for you here on the Mule Sports Network, one of those dual broadcasts between uh, myself and uh, and your dad, who... Must be listening in, so.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you went over most of it. Hopefully, this team is able to rebound tomorrow. You said, like you said, they're all under 18. This is a learning experience from it, and uh, hopefully they can bounce back because we've seen a couple of times where it comes over. You've put so much effort into one game, Mm -hmm. and the next couple games is your downfall. You have too much talent. Exactly. There's too much
1: talent on this roster. There's too much good coaching on this roster. To watch something like this completely tear everything apart. They're not the, uh, I was going to say the 64 Phillies, but I think the 2023 Philadelphia Eagles might be more apt as a. Uh, <laughs> Towards the end of the season. Oh, God, I hate the fact that I now have that as a barometer of what sucks and what doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <But laughs> Thanks, birds. <laughs> <laughs> not go birds. Oh, gosh. I mean, maybe Monday. I'm ready to be heard again.
0: So, Ryan, give me a comparison. You saw a bunch of Burke's Catholic games last year. Hold on. I saw a few. They had a really good team. Is this team better? Uh, I would say.
1: Wow. I would say yes, because of the type of play that we saw this evening out of Kingston McCoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say as a whole. And this is nothing against J.J., who's standing over there. Thankfully, you he can't hear me. Uh, this is nothing against J.J. at all. But there were points in time uh, that you saw Snip and him start to butt heads a little bit because of J.J.'s uh, propensity propensity for turnovers, <laughs> for you know spinning in the lane, losing the ball. Uh, there was a lot of uh, some lapses on defense sometimes. You know, it was, it was all those things that would drive a coach mad. And you saw none of that here this evening with Kingston-McCoy. He took care of the ball pretty well. Uh, Obviously, he has a major size advantage, especially going up against other point guards that you're witnessing uh, that really just bodes super well for him. He's always going to have that size advantage. He's as tall as his brother. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, what, 6'2", 6'3", and he's playing point guard. So he's automatically playing point guards who are 5'9", 5'10", like 6' maybe he automatically just has a size advantage. Mm -hmm. So I think that when you take that into consideration, the ascendancy of Parker 9, hitting threes from the outside. We didn't see this out of Parker 9 last year. No, he was very timid. And now we saw Josh McCoy uh, this evening play super aggressive. He's averaging, what, 14, 15 points a game? Yep. So he's right in the mix, too, and we didn't see that. He was a lot more timid last year that he was willing to defer to the senior leaders on the team, and this year it's their team to to do with. And I got to tell you, I don't know what the heck we're going to be witnessing in two years with Kingston McCoy, but I think that we're going to we're going to be witnessing something special. I mean, he's yeah. putting up 17 with ease against a team like Muhlenberg as just a sophomore, and he played pretty well last year too as just a freshman as a six man. So they're going to have something special on their hands the next two seasons with with him for sure. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean. Hey, they're going to go make a run. They always do. Somehow, you looked at the roster from last year. You see how they're graduating, and you're like, "How in the world are they going to make a run again?" Like they can't. You're emptying the roster every single year. Yeah. And for some reason, uh, you know, Coach Esterly has 802 victories now for a yeah. reason, and that is his ability to build a roster from JV all the way up through varsity, and saw it here this evening. For some reason, two words: snip Esterly. <laughs> Snip Asterly. You didn't hear him yell at anyone. I mean, this is probably the most docile that I've seen him on a sideline. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, he wasn't he wasn't too enthused last M- night either. Yeah,
1: maybe maybe Snip's turned a new leaf.
2: Maybe, maybe who he knows?
1: Has. Maybe he has. Good for him. <laughs> After 802 victories, he's deserved it. Yeah. He has more playoff victories than most high school coaches will ever accomplish in their <laughs> regular season ever, 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 ever. They could have 20 years to accomplish that feat and still wouldn't reach. I think it's like 196 postseason victories.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Boggling. But uh, enough about BC. For Muhlenberg, we're back in action. 3.30 tomorrow, probably on the air around 3.15. I'm not Correct. sure if that is varsity start time at
0: 3.30. Varsity start time is 3.30, yes. Mm-hmm. And
1: we're on the air around 315. Yep. Yep. So we'll uh, check out the accommodations in Pottstown. Maybe grab some uh, Grumpy's handcrafted. Uh, oh, they're opening this up behind us. Yes, they are. Maybe grab some uh, Grumpy's on the way out the door.
0: There you go. <laughs> well,
1: I'll introduce you to Grumpy's. Yeah, you're going to have to. It'll change your life. Or we can go stand in line and get Gazzo's steaks afterwards. Jeez, Your choice. I have. That is depending on the line, and they also sell out by 2 o'clock, so chances are we're not getting (laughs) (laughs) gazes. But that will be tomorrow, 315. We'll have that. We'll also have Monday. We have Exeter on the docket as well. So we do. Very excited to bring that to you as we cross streams with the Exeter Sports Network.
0: That is at Muhlenberg, or it's at Exeter.
2: I think it's at Exeter.
1: It's in my calendar. I can tell you that. (laughs) I'm pretty it's sure it's at Exeter. It is at Muhlenberg. Is is it's Muhlenberg boys versus Exeter in Muhlenberg. Ooh, uh, by the way, next week worked. we also have the, double, he- the uh, double feature there on Tuesday as well. That one I will not be at. That one will – I don't know if that's Alex and Ian or how you're divvying that up, but Exeter versus Muhlenberg girls on Tuesday as we go back-to-back there. Yeah. And then we will have Twin Valley versus Muhlenberg boys on Thursday as I just get to go from my day job – uh, literally right across the street, to Twin Valley High School to capture that game. So
0: that's gonna work. I'll
1: really be in well. Morgantown, Pennsylvania, for way longer than I would ever <laughs> like to be. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we have a full schedule next week, and uh, you know, four games coming up within the uh, the next six days or so. So we yes, we have our hands full, and finally getting back into the swing of things with uh, Muhlenberg basketball. So very happy to bring that to you. Three boys' games, one girls' game in the coming week, and that'll all be right here on the Mule Sports Network. So, uh, yeah, I think that pretty much does it here at BC, our last time here, except for playoffs, if we have to come back. Mm -hmm. Always a joy being here at uh, Lloyd Wolf Gymnasium, and what I can only imagine will one day be Snip Esterly Court or something. Um, But always a pleasure to be back here. So thank you to uh, Berks Catholic for having us back. As always, thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to uh, Jerry for pulling this all together. Thank you to Chris, and thank you to our listeners. Without you... Uh, we literally wouldn't be here. So thank you to everyone for uh, tuning in this evening. We'll catch you tomorrow, 3.15 start time in Potsdam, right here on the Mule Sports Network. Thank you to everyone for listening. Have a great night. Thank
0: you for joining us for Muhlenberg Boys Basketball on the Mule Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by MikeDragosports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Berks County, the new Birdies Inn, Exeter's best place for entertainment, and Lancaster full-service Painting. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gell of Media. Good night.